Welcome to Brain Machine Network. Dot com. What's up with you? What's going on? Let him know he'll prescribe you a song. Turn the volume up. I suggest you to run this live request. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Tawanda's Live Request. I'm here with my co-host Nick, and we have a guest returning, a favorite. Give it up for Shalewa Sharp, everybody. Shalewa, what's up? I'm a favorite? Yeah, that was great. Yo, because oh. it was like, because our, our episode, you were like interviewing us, and we were both just like, uh, oh, yeah, oh, good. Well, and you're asking like, you're asking real questions, and I was like, damn. So now I'm starting to ask those same questions, and I'm like, I'm using the same shit, so... <laughs> <laughs> well then great fantastic i don't yeah. have answers for any of my questions so this will be uh such a short situation oh, it's gonna be good it's gonna be fine we're just gonna talk about music and shit of course you know music in lockdown now like how it's important and just whatever does it okay yeah. all right yeah so we can just play we can just play shit um what's a song we should start with because just to have songs in the back we, we, already, we don't interview part let's just do the song stuff like is there a song you want to hear who me? Yeah, of course. Oh Lord. Um, let's see. Uh, I can tell you. You know what? You know what I'll tell you about on this uh, on this here episode of your here uh, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I will talk about the few songs that I've been listening to obsessively during uh, this lockdown nation during my uh covidian jams i've called them <laughs> oh made, my god i made a playlist i've called yes. them covidian jam- jams Word. there are a lot of them uh some of them are just stuff that came out in this time that uh you know smacked me over the head and i was like that's good uh some are things that i found when i'm doing one of my uh hour hours long uh trips through youtube um, mm. you know, and you find a couple of people and you just gravitate to a particular song. Um, but yeah, so that's what that's what I'll mention. That's what I'll all talk right, about. All right, all right. Um, so then there is a young singer. Um uh her name is I guess Isla. And it's uh, I know. yeah, I Y L A. Um and I think she's from Cali. Of course. And uh, <laughs> she's a, a white girl with long red hair. Um, and she's young. She's probably, at this point, maybe early 20s. Mm-hmm. And um, she's got a song. She's put out a couple, like two projects, I think. Two albums or just beyond EP length records yeah. you know she gave you good, like nine ten songs yeah something if that maybe yeah. like seven or eight but it gets to like it, it'll get you to 30 minutes yeah, or, yeah. Or 32 minutes or something like there's that an interlude, there's an interlude somewhere on a song <laughs> um and so she has a song and a video uh the song is called juice and um and the video is uh gorgeous and weird most of her videos are gorgeous and weird Mm. um and this one in particular is probably my favorite one juice by her Hmm. all right you described her so well that like when the song started playing i was like of course it's gonna sound like this (laughs) like i I knew it was gonna have like yeah Mm. there it is there, there, I like that. Yeah, yeah. 
so you know it's uh it's catchy as hell mm-hmm. and uh so i just found myself going back to it especially the video i really i really enjoy the video on this um and her other videos so that's uh that was the first one that i added to my covidian jam play- hmm. playlist all right uh my questions <laughs> about the video i'm gonna i'm gonna watch the video later but my, yeah. my questions about it now are like in the video in any of her videos is she wearing like a bucket hat <laughs> uh probably yeah no that's what young baggy, people like big ba- baggy clothes what a part of it some baggy uh i think it's the colors that i really like um he's uh so yeah there are baggy clothes they're like uh her laying on a tennis court um a racially uh, ambiguous man who's probably from toronto <laughs> no no that motherfucker's black oh he's always, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, no there ain't no amb- ambiguity about my man's race <laughs> at all um yeah uh and he's struggling to get out of a shirt um he's very cut but that's not what i like i like that he is struggling to get out of a shirt it's yeah. a very bright colored shirt because her hair is so red the colors are like blue mm. and orange um, right. and yellow and it just uh really pops for whatever reason um so yeah it's uh it's a real editorial video it's very like magazine editorial oh word yeah so uh so yeah so i like that i thought that was uh catchy enough oh yeah it's cute it has like that like she sounds like she might be able to sing a little bit like actually not just like whisper you know what i'm saying uh-huh sure because sure. there's a lot because there's a lot of there's a lot of artists nowadays like like quote-unquote r&b artists who's like their whole thing is like they whisper and then they have a name like ampersand or some shit like that something like that. <laughs> right. it's just, it's just, uh-huh. the symbol it's just like the symbol and like a tattoo like right here right yeah um so then my question to you is who are your favorite big voiced r&b singers um big voiced r&b singer yeah well right now Again, I'm like I'm not an expert, but like I like Ari Lennox. I think like Ari Lennox can sing for real. Okay. Um, her voice isn't big, but I do like Summer Walker's voice a lot. Summer Walker can sing. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, no, nah, that bitch ain't big. That she ain't big voice. <laughs> she's she's same big voice, but she, but, no. but she has a she has, she has a great song. I think Ari is my favorite probably right now. Okay. What about older ones? Do you have any older? Because I mean, you know, uh, my uh, or there is a theory out that it's uh, a lot of the R and B singers now haven't necessarily gone through the church yeah, yeah. so they don't have like that kind of church training um which is what influenced a lot of r&b singers uh back in the day yeah so they are yeah they're not they're not able to blow in a way that would impress a church um do you know what i mean yeah, I, I know mean, what you're saying i know what you're, I know what you're, I know what you're saying when it's like yeah like uh yeah i don't like uh I don't know. SZA's nice. Yes, yeah, but weird... she's not. I mean, she's definitely going to get a take your time. Yeah, I was gonna, that's, 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 that's what I was going to say. I was going to say that right she's there. No, there's take her. They're, they're yeah, all take, take your time. time. She's going to get a take, take your time. time. <laughs> take your time, ass singers. I I was I was thinking that I was about to say. I literally was about to say that. Oh, oh. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> let the Lord let the Lord speak through you. You got, uh-huh. this. You got this. Let the Lord talk. To you. Just you know, 
Use your vessel as best you can. Yeah, use it exactly. <laughs> I mean, I, I with that amount, like, I mean, I love Whitney. Obviously, like, I think I listened to the, I want to dance to somebody again, like the other day, and I'm just like, she was putting a lot. She was putting a lot into this really poppy jam that could have been like, it was just. I, I think she's great. I like not for the music, but just the person. I like Candy Burress so mm-hmm. much. Just like wa- just watching her, like the way she sings. Like I don't like the songs, but I like the way she sings. I like how she talks too, because the way she talks is very musical as well. Uh huh. Okay. Like, so it's just like I like because that's the person to me. Like just embodies like she can't. She's the person that just can't stop singing. Because I was oh, watching, right. yeah, I was watching Housewives of Atlanta for a while, and they had a talent contest. Like let's do a talent show. They had a talent contest at like this part at this place they were hanging out at. And one person dances, one person like, you know, reads poetry. And Candy's like, Oh, I'm gonna sing. And everyone's like, Oh my God, really, Candy, you're gonna sing? And then she sings, and they're like, Oh, well, Candy won, I guess. So do you so was the vibe that they didn't want to hear her sing yet again, or were they like, This is all for naught because she's just gonna sing and win it? What it was, was the, the vibe. It was a little bit of both because I think okay. it was like because there's a hope there like she wasn't gonna sing, but then she did. How are you gonna take Candy to a, a talent anything? Yeah, and especially and not her to do that. Are performing and she ain't gonna sing. But yeah, <laughs> also a person that could have like, that could like I think with proper training with a little bit if he spent like a year dedicating himself to training, somebody has mm-hmm. a really good voice, a big voice. I watched him sing. Um, I talk about him all the time. T Pain, you ever watch his? 30 minute uh his 30 minute youtube video of him singing for npr oh his tiny desk yes i've I, that's one of my favorite uh tiny desk performances um uh he then did another thing for npr that was like a concert yeah that's uh that one i started to watch but i was like oh no he uh he doesn't or he it's like how do i explain it because i'm I'm for T-Pain, which is wild because I was definitely anti-T-Pain when he was popular. Mm-hmm. But um, I it, it it became uh, T-Pain in capital letters, whereas the tiny desk was lowercase T-Pain. I feel, yeah, like, he didn't understand why he would even be doing this, but they asked him and he's like, all right, well, I brought my keyboard guy and there's no auto tune and I'm going to sing these songs and um was clearly like in his feelings about uh being that open in front of a room of people um without the artifice of show like no huge show business around him um but then when he did a concert it was just like you know more a little more of the artifice was around him but I, i i love that um i absolutely love that uh that tiny desk yo in the concert which you're not you're not i'm watching it you're not wrong because it's just like it is more it's a lot there's a lot more to it but he does uh a change gonna come and he really leans into it and like starts crying and you're just like oh my god like actually can we yeah let me, let's, let's yeah. See, let me T- see if i can find uh, it i mean i'm i'm for t-pain you know and i swear to you i never thought i would say that oh why huh well because he was everywhere and annoying uh to to me at the time uh, that he that he was super popular he was everywhere in the morning it, annoying it took me um probably two to three years after his peak to enjoy any of his songs because he was he was truly everywhere so there was no yeah. way 
to get away from them and take a minute and just kind of enjoy what was happening because there was another one being thrown at you. And this was at a time where um, there were so many motherfuckers on the track. There were yeah. so many people on the track <laughs> and you didn't know who it belonged to, right. but it could have belonged to any of them. And then another one would come out and it belonged to another one. But I'm like, these are the same five dudes. Didn't I just hear this? And it's like, good Lord. And T-Pain was always there. Yeah, and it was. Um, it was relentless. Um, and I'm like, there's, I mean, I just, I'm like, this can't be the only thing, right? There's gotta be another person. Like for as much as the Neptunes were everywhere, there was still like, um, uh, cash money. Do you know what I mean? There was still like, yeah. Or like there were still other like groups, entities or production houses or whatever and it was just like t-pain was everywhere t-pain yeah, was everywhere and took I, that from so many people i watched him discuss this like talk about like because like he's on breakfast club and they're like oh so you were like you were everywhere what happened he was just like i was everywhere because i was giving people free features like t-pain came Bruh. yeah he was like yeah that's the problem he's like he's like i'm giving free features thinking like oh i'll do this for free then when it's my turn you oh, guys and and, and, every, and yeah that's what he thought because and this because is why I am now pro T Pain because he ain't know what the fuck he was doing. He did it because he was like, because he was 19, like when he, at his peak, he was like 24, 25. Right. Yeah. And like basically T Pain had the energy of somebody like some, like somebody who's always hosting shows. Like, uh, he's yeah. Like no, a, he had the energy <laughs> of a 24, 25 year old. Yeah. Exactly. So, and that, that, yeah. Man. And no ego. And I think it was one of those things too where it was just like, People in the studio with him probably saw how talented he was, and they look at him like this guy has no ego. He's one. To, he's one to do this for free, and their egos are just like, I got. I can't allow. People. I bet they didn't even think no ego. I'm sure they thought this nigga don't know what the hell he's doing. Let me go <laughs> on and take from him while I can. Yeah, and, and yeah. So I mean, he did ultimately kind of change the sound of um, like. Uh, R&B and pop like the combination of that yeah um, he definitely changed that um, in a way that hadn't really been done since honestly uh, Timbaland and Missy and yeah. um, and that is that's also hard for me to admit that uh, that it was Timbaland and Missy and then a long period of time and then T-Pain but I, I, you know, he was everywhere and by, um, and I, that's why the, the tiny desk felt like he was finally getting a flower. Yeah. You know, maybe not his flowers. That but probably was more yeah, when yeah. he won mask singer. I feel but, like even, yeah, <laughs> even when he, even when he won masked singer. A, yeah. But at least a rose, he was getting like a small bouquet with that yes. tiny desk. It's, um yeah it's funny you bring up mass singer because it's like he got a, he got a, a he got a, he got, a, he got a, this flower for, uh with tiny that's like oh here but for mass singer it was like oh here are your flowers but he dressed like a, a what was he like a robot or some shit like that yeah of course he was so it's like all right steampunk yeah that man is mad steampunk of course he picked a robot but the mass singer now you gotta watch now it's like you are a great generational talent and the whole time you have to watch Ken Jong being like, who is that? I don't know who this is. And all these other celebrities. <laughs> hey, like, man, look. Like, who, who, a bunch of celebrities who, who can't sing. Who, who, who don't sing. Like, like, who, yeah, who, did, who is that? 
it's 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 the worst. I mean, look, so did Latoya Jackson. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it is wild that that's who you have to go up against. I've only watched the first season. I think it's a great concept. Um, I think it's ridiculous. Um, it's definitely a sign of end times, but I'm here for it. Uh, Mask Singer, <laughs> I think it's fantastic. I just, I just have to watch a whole thing when it ends. Like I can't go week to week on that. I think Candy. I need to know right away. I need to know right away. So, uh, I, I mean, I'll Candy probably spend it. a whole Saturday watching yeah. it. Candy was on it, and it was very clear from Jump. That's like that's clearly Candy Burr singing. Yeah, but how many people know what she sounds like? True. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I, like it's clear uh, to some folk, but not America. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not America was like, you know, what was their record? Humming coming at you. <laughs> There are two there are two record titles that I love so much and I just say randomly humming coming at you and creeping on a come up. I just love those I love those so much. Just sneaky R and B people, sneaky rap people coming up, little goblins. Oh man, I love it. All right. So I found the change gonna come by uh, Okay pain and i want to share this because it's like it's great every time and you're just like oh like you can hear a first minute and you're just like oh wow this is where it's gonna go so let me get to this there's an ad for a One show could kill somebody got murdered probably <laughs> you can hear it mm-hmm. yep Now I said all caps thing. It is. It does bother me because it's all caps there. Then it says change gonna come in like regular letters. Uh, here we go. I was born by the river in a little tent. Oh, just like the river I've been running ever since. It's been a long time, long time coming, but I know change gone come. Also, the bass player is doing it. Oh, yes, it will. It's been too hard to live in, but I'm afraid to die. I don't know. Beyond the sky, it's been a long, long time. Long time He's sweating like you can sing. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you know. Is that a dab right here? If he, if he, if he, if he, if he, if he dabs, I'll take him. I'm making that note. audience and i just see like they're in this npr studio and some of these people are looking like yeah we did like this guy right here's like, yeah, i deserve to see this right <laughs> like we did like we did we does we deserve this um i uh this is a pretty good vocal and that i mean i give props to anyone who attempts any sam cook song um because what you doing coming for the king you know but <laughs> yeah. um uh, but man, the keyboard sound choice on that. 
The viol- the string the, no, is so bad. It's horrible. Oh. And I, it's, wait, it's, it's, wait, wait, wait. No. Strings? Yeah, break it down, so, break it down. It's so artificial. It's so, it just sounds brittle. Yeah. Do you think maybe this, is, this, this goes back to T-Pain's problem where it's just like, as he's trying to be like, you know, a real singer, it still has all the synthetic shit behind him? Perhaps. I think it's just a limitation of that particular keyboard. Yeah, but I mean, come on, any keyboard should have a piano. True. Like I think he's just trying to match the actual because that beginning um, yeah, string is so yeah, cool. yeah. But boy, that just sounds like an '80s movie. <laughs> it, oh boy. Now say, brother, help me. This is also when he cut his dreads off to be taken more seriously. Well, maybe them shits were heavy. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he grew, he grew, he grew, he grew on back though. He grew on back though. Back down on my knees. You know what? I, he has an earpiece in, and right. I've seen nearly every singer I've seen sing live. At some point, they pop out that earpiece. And it's like I've always I've I always see it without fail. Just, just don't put the earpiece in. Just put it if you if you trust it that much. Right. I feel like it's theatrical, right? To prove that they can now I'm going now that they've sung two thirds of the song in key. I would love to see someone pop it out and then just go horribly off key. <laughs> It's like, watch somebody take, it's like some, watch somebody take their wig off and then miss the note completely. Yes. <laughs> their voice starts breaking, all, like, oh, damn. We didn't need all this, Woody. You ever see that footage of, like, Mariah Carey trying to hit a note and she just can't do it? And Miguel's just staring at her, like, really? <laughs> like, she, she bounced back after that, but that clip came out, and Miguel was, like, so amped for her to sing, and then she shots the note, and he's just like, all right. Man, look. Mariah Carey's been hitting them fucking ridiculous notes for so long. Was it a bump? It was like a bum note in front of a bunch of people, or were they in a studio or something? It was in front of a bunch of people. Like they were on stage together. Yeah, I mean that's gonna happen, huh? I really thought the bass player was um, Dennis Rodman. My bad. <laughs> if it was Dennis Rodman, I wouldn't be. Su- I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, that's Rodman's what I'm saying. Like, why? What can't he do? Yeah. You know? <laughs> watching that, yeah, watching that Jordan documentary and they got Dennis Robbins part. That was way more interesting than anything Jordan had to right. say. It was a lot. Yeah, I just didn't feel like playing, so I uh, I picked up guitar. Wild, guitar. Wild. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I went to Vegas. So and I, I just went to. Vegas. I went to Vegas and I I married Carmen Electra and uh yeah. Then I went back and I scored I scored like you know, five points, twenty one rebounds. Just understood. I needed Phil a understood. day or two. Yeah. To myself, and everyone was like, "Okay, okay, all right." <laughs> it's like, and everyone like, at your job. We were like, "Hey, I'm so unique. I just need some time off." Yeah, all right, yeah. So like, it's, they're like, "Oh, so Dennis didn't show up to practice, and we saw that he was on WCW." He was like, "Yeah, I was part of the NWO. I met Hulk Hogan. He was a good guy. He didn't say the word around me, so I thought it was okay." It's like that's that was him every time. But oh, he was man. so he was so but he was so cool. Also. Yeah, I heard him, I heard him on Viceland. Yeah, he was. Also, I heard him on Viceland. Like he told a story on Party Legends on Viceland. He's broke his penis three times. How do you break your penis? <laughs> he, he he described he described every time. He was like, "All right, I was on a yacht, and we were talking, <laughs> and 
I had to, I was, I had an idea where I was gonna get up, and I was gonna run for outside the room and just dive in. And I tried to dive, and then I broke. And I was like, oh my god, I don't know what to do. Next time, I was, uh, we were fucking going super hard, super hard, and she slipped, and then it croaked, and she started screaming because blood everywhere. And I was like, hey, relax, this guy, I just need to get a shot, and I'll be alright. And it's like that was the second, that was the second time. But the second time, he was used to it. The third time, he was like, all right, you know what, you know what happened. Okay, so I don't know what happened. <laughs> First of all, I, I don't understand the yacht thing. He was like, did he, he was on, it by he was on fucking it. the yacht or jumping off of the yacht? <laughs> he was a woman on a bed. I ran from outside. I like I ran from outside. Ran from outside. And I ran, but I, then I ran, but then I think we hit a wave or something. So the, the yacht did this and I fell forward. <laughs> you didn't hit a wave. It's a bad idea. Yeah. Horrible idea. Hey, but that's mind. And that's Robin's mind. That made total it made total sense. Oh my god. And that's Robin. You can't I don't look. I don't have one of those. I did not think that you could break them. Um you definitely could bang them up. Uh (laughs) right? Like that's a that's a thing. Um, but also he should be at that big age. He should have been better at what he could do with it. I think you know honestly, what I mean. Like, like I feel like he was putting it in positions that even his dick was probably like, "Hey, man, you know we don't. This isn't a thing." But we if do. your dick has never been on a boat, you want to do all the boat stuff. Yeah, is that part of the boat stuff? <laughs> yeah. I feel like yeah, that's part. That's part. Get of a running stuff. start into some pussy, of course. Yeah, you're gonna run. It's like, yo, what? I really feel like you gotta you gotta try that out on land first. Nah, that's maybe I think maybe I think maybe, maybe he, I think maybe he did and it worked out. But like I think the well, different- then I would like first off I I am impressed with any uh man who's getting a penis into a small hole no no looks no hand yeah but Dennis Bruh. Dennis, Dennis Robin come on Dennis yeah, I don't do I don't know if we've really let's talk to the woman about this or many any of the women <laughs> who are like yeah nah he was nowhere near do you know what I mean I just let him fuck the <laughs> Fuck the bend behind my knee for like yeah, it was like, yeah, he, he didn't, know, he he didn't was, know where he was. He, he, was, know where so, he, was he was so gacked up. He he's, he's, in my, he's in my he armpit was. for a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just started running and I shifted. Yeah. And next thing you know, Yo. you know, he's fucking my water glass and I wasn't going to stop. <laughs> he landed in the mini fridge. I don't know what happened. After <laughs> but I was just, I was just, I was just too tired. I was too tired. Yeah. I just kept moaning from the other room. He didn't. Nobody's taking into a, into account that you got to listen to Dennis Rodman talk for a while before y'all fuck. So she's probably yes. exhausted. Yeah, that's true. Oh wow, that's very true. But Ooh, the thing that's Lord. crazy about Dennis Rodman, Dennis Rodman is friends with Michael Jordan, Donald Trump, and Kim Jong Un. That's not too weird. Sounds about right. That yeah, but it's like. Yeah, that's that's the proof you didn't grow up in the eighties. There are some pictures of people in the eighties that you're just like, how do they know each other? You but know what I'm I mean? just like David Lee Roth and Pee Wee Herman. Cocaine. That's how. That's how. Well, I'm just I just really believe that Dennis Robin if, if the apocalypse happened tomorrow, like you know, there's a nuke blew up the world. I feel like he he would survive somehow. Like he's not gonna you're not gonna kill Dennis Rodman. That's because <laughs> that's he Rob. During it, he would have been underground trying yeah. to get a running start. Exactly. Exactly. That's that. Yeah. Exactly. All right. I'm gonna defuse the bomb. I'm gonna run from here. With my dick in the detonator. I'm gonna cut the wires with my dick. I'm just gonna put scissors. He just said like red. Agree. <laughs> I don't know which wire. I, 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 I fuck both. I fuck both the wires. 
and the next the next day I was in the playoffs I mean, again. Look, the bomb didn't go off, but I don't know if we're any safer. Yeah. I don't know if we're any safer because of it. The next day I saw Bill Lambier and I was like, hey man, <laughs> let's get these rebounds. <laughs> I talked to Phil and he said you should have fucked the wire and I was like I did, I did fuck the wire. <laughs> oh yeah, my god, it. Dennis fucking Robin. <laughs> In movies with John Claude Van Damme, it got a spinoff called Simon Says, where he it was a buddy cop comedy with Dane Cook. Okay. Yeah. Again, it, all you're doing is just name all. All I hear you saying is cocaine was in the movie with cocaine, with cocaine. <laughs> featuring cocaine. <laughs> in cocaine? Yes. Yes. Cocaine cocaine. <laughs> you say hidden cocaine. <laughs> cocaine is cocaine. Yeah, it sure is. <laughs> I didn't just say cocaine. Oh, that's all I hear. It's just funny that no one's like I just never seen people ask Dennis Robin about Coke. Is is just and just, just add where was Coke in that story? I feel like he'd he'd probably be like uh <laughs> like uh everywhere yeah. my hair, my tattoos, <laughs> lip ring, <laughs> Coke in the lip ring. Uh, oh uh, boy, <laughs> Coke and you just be like <laughs> you just put your lip up. Let's <laughs> do it. All right, we back. We back. All right, we back. <laughs> Oh my god! It's a whole new meaning to having a bump on your lip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shout that is Robin, friend of the friend of the show. So, what else is on? <laughs> definitely, shout out to Dennis, bro. Shout out to Dennis. I swear to God, whenever this comes out, I'm gonna wake up the following night, and Dennis Robin's gonna be on one end of my apartment. Running, I'm just gonna move stay. out the way. Let him run right through my. I'm gonna window. prove to you that this works. <laughs> <laughs> I've been studying physics. <laughs> Me and Terrence Howard went over all the, the science. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is Terrence Howard math. However, it's <laughs> Terrence Howard talking to Dennis Rock. He's breaking it down. Yeah, all right, I thought he was going to take a running leap into pussy. Terrence, how's, how's, how does this work? How does this work, Terrence? <laughs> all right, look, man. So what you need to do is make sure that she's laying down, laying down perpendicular, right. perpendicular, perpendicular to the right. angular that you're and then the force from right. Jupiter because yeah. the planets are aligned. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Mercury and is then right now. Yeah, yeah. All you do is take that trajectory and add twenty seven. I had, I, had <laughs> I had 27 rebounds one time, so I, I get that. I get that. Exactly. And then Hakeem is going to start running your... <laughs> <laughs> All right, excellent. Okay, it's to be me, Hakeem Lewazwan. Oh, God. Terrence Howard, like, just running plays for... A... <laughs> that's, that's so funny. <laughs> every, every team member looked at him like, what the fuck what? are you talking about? I don't know, man. <laughs> I think he just means go to the left. Yeah, just, I want yeah. you to reclaim the ball <laughs> and then send it to its ancestral home. <laughs> Get a rebound and shoot it. Terrence Howard. Terrence Howard is coach. Oh my god, he has music too, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Does he? Yeah, he does. Apparently. I. I uh, why? He's a, he's, a, he? he's a good. I think he's a good. He's one of those guitar niggas. What does that mean? You He's want to stop a light skinned man with an instrument. Yeah. Wait, who's the light skinned man? I lost something. 
Terrence, Wait, Terrence oh, Howard. Oh, Terrence Howard. Oh, yeah. I thought we were still on Dennis Rodman. No, oh, no, 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 no. For the love of God. <laughs> no, no. Terrence um, no, Howard. Terrence Howard. In fact, I went to a concert and, ten, and Terrence Howard was supposed to play the concert. And it was um, Terrence Howard, Robin Thicke, and Eric Benet. Now. Oh, my God. Ooh, all the light-skinned black guys. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was wild also some of the i was just thinking about this i've seen robin thick twice yeah. i got free tickets both times and they were <laughs> the best seats i've ever had at any concert just about and i'm like mm. how how does this happen um he wears all black because he sweats a lot um <laughs> so there's that but also um it was like Terrence howard just didn't show to that concert and there was no real like reason given and i was like i'm sure he's here i'm sure he's backstage (laughs) i just don't feel like it and i mean i guess he just figured i mean the energy of the crowd i don't i mean it was horny black women yes yes Yes. um they may have given him a pass because he was terrence howard you know i don't know if they would have wanted to hear his you know fucking granola ass music or whatever but they may may have given him a pass but (laughs) Let's take a listen to 2008's Sanctuary by Ooh, another that's terrible. than Terrence Howard. I'm out to find. I gotta, I gotta find this shit. See, guitar, nigga. <laughs> oh, boy. Was this in Juno? <laughs> Diablo Cody heard this and was like, I want to watch this. Oh boy. Is this a Christmas song? This song sleep with white women. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, this, 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 this. imagine if you play so imagine, you know, imagine, you, imagine imagine if you play so this. I think he wisely got to the Atlanta Civic Center. Yeah. Feeling unsure, but no one was missing you. You wanted me. I understand completely why Jamie Foxx hates him. Yeah. I get. I, I understand. Hey, Jamie Foxx hates him? I don't ja- hate Terrence Howard. I think he's... Uh, Jamie Foxx. I think he's a weird delight. Um, a weird delight who probably... Uh, what? Doesn't he gaslight his women? But at this point, who doesn't? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Jamie but- Foxx on uh i think it was big boy in la he broke down like why like he's like i wish terrence howard just stopped acting he's terrible and he's the first person to do a terrence howard impression that like it like slid, slid like it, it, it low-key ruined his career <laughs> not didn't ruin but it was like it, it was like a thing like like nick you remember you know the story better than i do probably yeah so he said that while they were filming ray like terrence howard would kind of be an asshole like it's like you know we finished shooting and everything and we'd be in the club and then you see a, a nigga in a zoot suit walk out and it's terrence in the wardrobe from the film and he had he got a guitar in there he's trying to serenade women it's like this this music in here like nobody and he tried to say yeah. that jamie fox music wasn't that and then he played some of his music in the club and that shit went double plastic (laughs) that all still tracks here's the thing about uh terrence howard is that he that i don't think people like people talk about how he's in so many movies but i don't think anyone fully like sat down and watched and realized he plays the asshole in those movies oh yeah 
He's always the asshole. He's like a quiet kind of, he's like the devil on the main guy's shoulder. Always. So like, yeah, he's an asshole. He plays that role well. I never He's like the the anti um the characters that Cuba Gooding Jr. would get. Exactly. Yes. So yeah. So he's just the opposite of that. He's always trying to get someone to do something else nefarious and he always you know, he always has an evil smile and all that shit. And I I, at some point I was just like, Oh, he's just a dick in all of the things. Yeah. Okay. Well I remember that's that's how that goes. I remember watching him in Dead Presidents. I remember watching him in Dead Presidents. And I think I, I watched it when I was like 11 or 12. And he scared the shit out of me. There's that one scene in the pool hall. He's just like in the, he's in, what's his name? Lorenz Tate's face, just in his face, in his ear, in his ear. Then finally, Lorenz tries to swing on him. And Terrence was out of knife. I'm going to cut you. Yeah, I'm going to cut you. He's, 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 he's super, I'm going to cut you. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. He's like, fucking psycho. He's, yeah, he's very like, he has like a smooth, scary thing going. Um, so that's how he does the devil. He's not necessarily physically scary, but like he does like a weird, smooth, terrifying, like, oh, this guy, I think he has all the passwords to my stuff. You know, <laughs> you remember him, yeah, remember yeah, him like in Big Mama's house? What? In, yeah, in Big Mama's house, he was like he was like Michael Myers in that movie. Cause remember no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you remember, you remember you remember the plot? Like Neil Long, like her boyfriend killed people at a bank in a bank robbery, right? And she ran. He was the boyfriend. So he was like following. He's trying to figure out where she went. So he went like back to her job. And it's like a janitor woman like working somewhere. And you see him just like walk by. And then when he walks by, you see the janitor's woman. The janitor's like her head is like in a fish tank. He drowned her. What movie is this? Big Mama's House. <laughs> I don't Big remember that. Big Mama's House. Yo, remember the part at the end where it's like. Neil no, because I don't know what movie you're talking about. Big the Mama. one with. Martin Lawrence, Lawrence in the, like in an the, FBI agent or something, and he yes, that I am familiar with, but I did not suit. know at some point it turns into a horror movie. It does. It, it, it's hard. Like I swear to God, Terrence Howard is in it, like and wearing like a giant, like this, this, like he's like he's dressed like Blade. He's dressed like Blade. <laughs> he's just like going from shadow to shadow. Then at the end of the movie, you see like there's Neil on like, going back to Big Mama's house after this great night. She walks up the stairs, and you see like. Her open the door in horror, and Terrence is just holding her child, reading him a children's book, and he just looks up all slow and creepy, like, "Hey, welcome home." And it's just like, "What the? F-? Like, what did they yeah, tell him this movie was?" Like, he, yeah, I mean, he's a creepy person. I also feel like all of his clothes were clothes that came off of movie sets. Yeah, I don't think he wants to. Have you know what I mean? Clothes. I will say this: he was shooting at some point. Uh, he was shooting something in Atlanta, and he came through a Target. Uh, and I was in that target and I was shopping, uh, at the moment I was shopping for underwear and they had Sesame street underwear. I'm a grown woman. Um, uh, I was a full late thirties looking at Sesame street underwear, fully full, full grown. Um, so I, uh, I, I found my size in most of them, but then there's a pair of Cookie Monster ones, and I'm trying to find the extra large and Cookie Monster. They have to have at least one. So I'm down at the bottom because they make all the big girls go all the way to the bottom to get their clothes. That seems terrible. I would like our yeah, new president that. to uh, address <laughs> body that. Gotta, body gotta handle that um, but uh, yeah, so I found the extra large Cookie Monster underpants, and I held them up. 
like hooray and yeah. just like look what i pulled from the bottom of the like i pulled the sword out of the stone yeah. and so i held it up in a very celebratory moment and locked eyes with terrence <laughs> the target and i'm just like waving around cookie monster uh. panties and i'm just like whatever nigga i finally got these panties. you know what i mean but um congratulations on your purchase <laughs> And so then I uh, I just bought my panties and left. And it took like a good two hours later. I was like, did Terrence Howard see me celebrating getting those panties? <laughs> but yeah, so that's uh, uh, that's the closest I think I will ever come to him since he never showed up to that concert. Which, by yeah. the way, Robin Thicke was very good in concert. Uh, Eric Benet, also pretty good in concert. I could see that. Um, I think I was mostly there for Robin Thicke. But Eric Benet was fine. And I definitely was there to laugh at Terrence Howard. So I was <laughs> oh my God. That he everyone. There. Yeah. I definitely was. I was like, oh, let, I want to see how this goes. Or shout Terrence so, Howard. Yeah, don't please don't, don't please don't show up in our bedroom. Yeah, please don't please don't kill please don't kill us. Please don't kill us. Please don't kill us. <laughs> oh my god. Terrence Howard also he got he got Robert Downey Jr. the job for Iron Man. He was damn, they did him dirty. <laughs> Marvel did him dirty then. Marvel did, Marvel did dirty as hell because like because when I found that out, I was like because they were like, "Yo, Terrence Howard was acting crazy on set," and he's like, "Yeah, of course he is," because it's like you're telling me I can't make the same money as a fucking crackhead. Like that nigga, yeah, like he knew Robert Downey Jr. as a crackhead for a long time. Yeah, we all knew that. Yeah, everyone knew that, but it's like, but he, but how do you imagine somebody smokes crack right and then they stop and they somebody pays them more than you? Is it a white person? Yeah, but still, he's I'm not surprised. But it's still, it's cra- it's crack. It's yeah, so crack. what? I mean, oh, I'm not. If it's a white person, I'm not surprised that they are being paid more than me. He was still <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. Also, he was getting plenty of work while he was cracked out. I'm here to tell you, he still was doing shit. He was, but then then his his career kind of fell off. Then like before, because before Iron Man, he was doing what was the movie Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. That was like the shit. Everyone was like, oh shit, he's back, kinda. And then Iron Man came out, and it was like. What's it call it? Timothy Oliphant was up for the role. He said, I think he said no to that shit. Wow. Congrats to you for bringing up Timothy Oliphant in a podcast. <laughs> Shout out to y'all. I fuck with, I fuck with Timothy Oliphant. I yo. think he probably is somewhere now. His ears are burning. Yeah. <laughs> Justified was a good show. Okay. I, I'll stand. I'll stand by it. It was him and Walton. And what's his name? Walton Goggins. Like, I fuck with the, I, like, I like obscure A-list white celebrities. Uh, well, all right. I mean, they're just called character actors. <laughs> no, what's it? What's it called? He's, he's not. I mean, he's a character actor. I'm not saying that he's not a list of character actors. He's one of the best character actors there are. But we have movie stars and we have character actors. True, but Timothy. So, okay, Timothy. Okay, Walt. Timothy Olyphant was the star of Hitman. You he was star Hitman. He was star. He was star of the crazies. <laughs> I mean, he's, look, I'm not saying anything bad about Timothy Olyphant. I'm just saying. <laughs> No one really throws that name around. They much. really don't. But like, apparently, I like it more than I thought I did because I did. Yeah, I didn't, clearly. I mean, I was like, had, oh shit. Yeah, you. Had, yeah, I know I mean, multiple You had movies. that name in your back pocket. You Timothy didn't Oliphant. even have to think about it. Oh, I, I think I, I watched. For sure, would have to think about it. I I read like because I saw on Twitter like last week people were talking about Iron Man or whatever. And he was just talking about how like he turned the role down and he was like, I just I feel better about doing it. He gave, he gave this weird like all sorts of reasons that you probably could came down to like. I regretted it for a decade and I finally came to terms with it now. But like <laughs> he was like, oh, yeah, I just didn't want to be like that famous. And it's like, all right, bro. OK, 
Why I are mean, you doing anything you're doing? Yeah, why are you doing anything? You could change <laughs> your name. You could change the name to something that's you not loved Hitman. Hitman Timothy. <laughs> yeah, you love you love being Hitman, an awful Hitman at that. I mean, maybe it's just it's for the for the craft. Right. Crap. Right. The things you learn from. I'm gonna play Clint Eastwood in Rango for the craft. <laughs> <laughs> it's just you know I love you know this art form. I mean, Yo. So yes, Johnny Depp as a as a chameleon. Please give me another, my next line. Yeah. Another obscure fact I just randomly remembered about Rango. It was a it was a live action movie at first, and then somebody was like, "Let's just make them lizards." <laughs> That's what happened. It was like they were like, "Oh, let's just why don't we just make them lizards?" And they're like, "But, but okay. they they actually acted all that out like they recorded yeah, it exactly." Like yeah, wow. Because it, it was it was a it was a real movie. And they're like, "Let's make let's animate the shit," and that was that. How long were they working on that movie? Also, why do you know that? I don't actually not. Why do you know that? Everybody has weird facts in their head. I could see why. I watch the elephant. Elephant yeah, is your uh, man. Since, uh, sure. I, 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 I know obscure. I know obscure shit because like because on my YouTube journeys, I usually just I watch like what culture top ten videos like all the time. So I just know. Oh all yeah, this that's trivia. right. I forgot that about you. You don't actually take part in the culture. You just no. I don't. I just ob- of it. Yeah, I, just, I, I, was, I observe what other people enjoyed. Yes, exactly. So <laughs> that is weird. Yeah, yeah. But can not, you make a? But can then can you make charts from it? Like, can you analyze it? Like, you know analyze. what I mean? Like, do you feel like you can properly analyze pop culture if you're only looking at the top of it? Um, I think with that, what what like it's like something I'm really interested in. I have to go back and I have to read more and like you know start listening to myself, listen for myself because the thing about all these top ten lists that I've like I like learning the facts, but without with facts, you don't you never get the impact of shit. Like people can tell you, Tickle Me Elmo was the biggest toy of like '97 or whatever, but they can't tell you the impact of when you were there. It was like that's all everybody could talk about. So it's just like, without knowing impact, it's hard. You can't argue or make charts about shit because the impact is so important. But you, it's like it's hard to explain. Well, I mean, it's I don't. I guess maybe it's hard to explain, but I mean, you just have to explain it to the best. You just have to listen to the people who were there, and I think yeah. that is where uh, the issue may lie sometimes is that that means you you're listening to older people who are discussing what they lived through and uh as a rule younger people ain't trying to hear what older people no they are not and uh that's uh a shame as someone who is half a body into older person um but you know whatever i'm gonna talk about whatever it is that i talk about and then if you feel like looking it up you can but i'll give you all the information i have on it tickle me elmo was the biggest thing in the world it was and i mean in my youth i remember when women were fighting over not cabbage patch dolls but the dolls that they were before they became cabbage patch dolls they were a a kind of doll called adoption dolls that this guy (laughs) in georgia named xavier roberts made that were they had the same thing but the faces were cloth and you could adopt you got like adoption papers and all that Mm. shit um and they, they were only in a few places in the state of georgia and women lost their shit like were fighting each other to get the mm. kids right before he sold it to whoever made it cabbage patch dolls oh, uh wow. my mom had a friend who knew how to make them so i my sister and i had bootleg adoption <laughs> <That's what's up. laughs> um uh but they had cloth faces so 
that was like, oh, it was pre-Cabbage Patch. Then he sold it to Cabbage Patch, and then the whole country started fighting over these fucking dolls. So I was just like, oh, sure, I guess that's just what people are doing. So I saw that happen with Chicken Lee Elmo. I saw that happen with the fucking Teletubbies. Yeah. Oh, Beanie Babies? Forget about Beanie it. Beanie Babies? Oh, that Princess Diana baby? A, I was working in a gap that was across the hall, like across the mall hall from a... a um, What's the uh, greeting card? Hallmark. Hallmark from a yeah. Hallmark store. And those people were lined up way before the store opened if a new Beanie Baby drop. At new Beanie Baby drops? That Princess Diana joint? Yo. Uh, what is they the really Princess needed Diana joint? It was like, it was it was like, like, it was like a, a bear or something, but it was after she died. So it was like a sad, it was like a sad, it was like, oh, she's Yeah, dead. it was, yeah, it was, it was a like sad a, bear. a Princess Diana themed beanie baby because she, she had just died. Did they advertise this? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They were sad. like TV commercials. Um, there were just commercials for Beanie Babies, but they made limited, and then the word just spread. Yeah, you didn't need the hit, internet. You just hit, needed hit a the, couple the, of old hit, people. Hit, hit the news. Hit the news. Great. It hit the news for sure. It hit the yeah. news. Huge. Yeah. Also, I'm thinking about this too. Like, while discussing impact, I think that's not just impact in the moment, but then you think about like the legacy later of like what it all means. Like to bring it back to music and shit, I wasn't up on it, but I listened to this album maybe three weeks ago and i was just like oh shit it all everything so many things started making sense it was uh in search of by nerd and nerd i heard that album uh-huh. for the first time in the, like you know play can you play uh am i high off that shit nick mm-hmm. so like, i heard it and i was just like oh shit like just how current it sounded i realized this came out back like maybe late 90s and be early 2000s like, the fact that it sounded so current it's like, you know, how much music i've listened to that's been inspired by this yeah okay so you're taking that journey i get yeah. that yeah so right. I, I like i like i like that journey more now where it's just like i i, I watch a lot of shit that's like you know inspired by other shit like i watched the thing for the first time last week and I was just like, oh, I've seen so many movies that have just done shit like this. And yeah, like, yeah. Watch- I mean, I um, what's very funny to me right now, my roommate, I'm 48. My roommate's 32. Right. Mm-hmm. So we will listen to a new thing and we will pick out what uh, the influence is based on what we know at the time. So he's picking out an influence that is 10 years after what I'm finding as an influence and whatever it is. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because it's just what we what we've heard or whatever. So um, what was even the example? There was some some song or something where he was. I was playing something and he was like, oh, that sounds like Charlie Puth. And I'm like, no, it sounds like something Charlie Puth would rip off. Mm. Um, And. Then he played um, the du- some Duo Lipa song yeah. that was that was from the that reminded him of what it was I was playing. And in playing that hook, I was like, "Oh, well, she also ripped off this other song." <laughs> um, and then he played that, and was like, "Well, goddamn!" And I'm like, "Yeah, we've just we just tracked this to like in four different like directions." So that is fun to do. I'm glad you're doing that because for the most part, a lot of people don't want to do that. I mean, that's a, that is a, a very particular interest. Um, oh yeah, I love that. To, to go into things like that. And it's, but uh, where I am right now is transitioning into um, think, like things that I grew up with and listened to. And then also being into music probably a little more than the average bear. 
um, like hearing it in other stuff and and just being like, oh wow, so we just gonna oh so we just gonna take from oh so we just gonna steal from and it's like no, it's just like when you were listening to a thing and they borrowed yeah, something exactly. But, but like like my dad like back in the day, I think I played him. I think I was playing Pop Life by Prince mm-hmm. and he was like, oh. And he went to his records and he pulled out some jazz record and the chords were similar. And I can't mm. remember for the life of me what the thing was. And I had also at that time taught my parents how to make uh, actual mixtapes like cassettes. Oh, all right. yeah, yeah. So they were killing it. Uh, they were making tapes <laughs> to ride in the car. And so he made one that had that jazz thing just some of the chords and then he faded that bitch out and then faded in pop life and i'm like oh okay <laughs> oh right. nigga you a dj okay cool he probably felt cool. he probably felt so cool in that moment like oh dude, dude, man look, that, yeah so um but yeah so it's a fun journey to take oh, yeah. a lot of uh what i do but i was just curious like how deep you delve because i mean like the top 10 of anything is fine but that also just means that's what the general public was yeah. into and so i feel like if you dig deeper you'll find out what probably ultimately influenced everything in that top 10 exactly yeah, that's yeah so. that's that's what happens in the top 10 list that like, i got so addicted to it's just like it'd be like oh the top 10 horror movies and it's like the top 10 scenes from the worst movie it's like it, it, like I, I i watch maybe like 100 top 10s and you'll see some things repeat but it's like oh it gets more and more obscure and more and more obscure and more and more obscure and it's like oh, all right People here who are doing this work, they're understanding how deep this goes. But a lot of this started when I realized, like, I was getting annoyed at samples. Like, oh, how are you sampling this song? Like, how, like, like, sweet, sweetie with my type. I was listening. I was like, yo, this is basically this is just freak leak. This is not this. This is. I, I got so annoyed, and I was like, wait. If I now, feel this way, which, now which one is sweetie? She. Uh, I went on a. I honestly went on a YouTube run that was just like, who are all these light skinned female rappers? Yep. There's. Like that's literally what I did. I was just like, I need all the bright ones. All right. Please, <laughs> anyone, no, please forgive me for saying it, but I just needed to know because there seemed to be a lot of them, and I was just like, I'm getting them confused. Yeah. You right. know. Yeah, you know, Nick. Me, play. Give me the bright rappers, bright female rappers, and right. I will figure it out from Let's there. Let's go on a journey. All right, Sweetie's the one that right, played my type. She sampled like a rich nigga, a figure. That's my type. It's just like, it's generic shit. But I mean, it makes sense that she would sample it because I mean, how old is she? She's like 22 or whatever. Okay, so then when yeah. was Freak-A-Leak out? This was like, yeah, this was back when she was probably like yeah, 2005. I mean- All right, now, I was so I went back and I was I was, listening, I was like oh this is just I was like I can't get mad at this I have to just appreciate it. so I went back and I watched a PD Pablo video about how he made how this song came about mm-hmm. and it was like this is the second single second big single after he did raise up the North Carolina song right and I learned that shit when he when he wrote that everyone told him don't make a song about North Carolina like nobody knows where North Carolina is and he was like no fuck you this is my state I'm gonna represent my state and it became such a big hit. That it gave momentum to make this song, well, and yeah, this song I mean, became it gave a him. Show. It gave him his career. It yeah. was his first song out, and it gave him his career. Also, you knew it was big because they then put other cities in it. Yes, he did. The whole, yeah. Now this is yeah. yeah, this is the shit. This is the shit I learned. That's gonna bring it all kind of full circle to my YouTube journey into this conversation. So, Pete Pablo eventually went broke because he's going to he went to jail a lot, and like he just had trouble with his label. He went broke, but before he went broke. Uh, he was at a he was at a bar or whatever, right? And this guy was like, "Hey, uh, my card's not working. Can I borrow like two hundred bucks?" And people was like, "Of course, you can borrow two hundred dollars, right?" Ten, fifteen years later, after he's gone broken, shit, this guy comes back and it's just like, "Hey, 
remember that time you lent me you lent me some money and he was like yeah he's like well i'm gonna pay you back and that guy was terrence howard <laughs> and what happened was on the show empire he brought he brought pd pablo in to write all the raps <laughs> so pd pablo like, <laughs> stop it this is this sound like one of those stories your mom tells you at <laughs> church like some gift of the magi <laughs> exactly that's what i was like oh and it was when you didn't have two hundred dollars that I was walking beside you. you. <laughs> I, I only you. saw one set of Stacy Adam footprints <laughs> stand. <laughs> Bro, it's what's I swear there's some there's some people's musical stories, musical journeys, or like whatever. It's like the sampling thing, it reminds me of another thing too. Trinidad James, right, went through a very similar thing where like he had his first single, went crazy, then his career kind of faltered because he he said some stupid, he, he he said some young boy shit, and he's like New York doesn't run hip hop anymore. Blah blah blah. Got banned from New York radio, and he was broke. He was down bad, and then he got sampled. Not not even the song, just like a line got sampled in a song that was such a huge hit that it changed his whole life. Uptown Funk sampled. Don't believe me, just watch and. Uh, turned out he got a hundred thousand dollars for that, and that was got, enough to change his life. Yeah, it, got <laughs> it was a hundred K could change anybody's a hundred a hundred K right now could change all of our lives. Uh, I don't know what your bill situation is like, but yes, absolutely. I, I imagine it could, um, <laughs> yeah. but um, yeah, I mean, he's you know. Trinidad James is doing fine. He's talking about sneakers. He's doing all right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's, he's, doing doing, you know? he's doing all right. He's doing, great. he's doing all right. But it's like the sampling thing. That's why I think it's so important to just like watch all. Like I like the I like seeing samples, like seeing inspirations and stuff like that. Because if the thing is, if what you made is good and the art is pure or whatever, it's when it comes, it's, it's going to come back again. So, um, how? What are your, um. What do you listen to that's probably the most not heavily sampled? But what do you like? Is there an album or a song that has a lot of samples that you knew immediately or things that you had to dig for or whatever? I'm thinking because there are um, two albums in particular that were very formative for me, but um, at, at definitely in terms of um, sampling and um, the concept of it and what it can do. Um, uh, and now I think it's not so much sampling, like saying his line. I mean, it's not even so much a sample as you're just saying a line that someone wrote. So you have yeah. to give him a songwriting credit mm -hmm. or an interpolation, which is not exactly using the exact song. It's like playing the song over or playing a section of it, but still switching it a little bit. But you know what it is. It's more referencing interpolation. So like that is uh, probably cheaper to do than full out sampling. And I mean, the reason for that is um, De La Soul's Three Feet High and Rising album. Yeah. Um, so that, uh, De La Soul's my favorite rap group. Um, and my other favorite rap group is the Beastie Boys and their Paul's Boutique album mm. blew my mind when it came out. I was like 17 uh, when I, that, that came out and started my senior year and there's so many it's so dense with things they didn't produce that the dust brothers did who went mm. on to do like um like soundtracks and stuff i think they did the soundtrack for like fight club or whatever um scores and whatever but uh 
Yeah, there's just so much packed into Paul's boutique. And um, I'm reading the liner notes, and this was on a cassette. So, I mean, I was really trying to stare at them bitches and yeah. <laughs> and read. And they're giving credit because they have to because it's like a year after yeah. the Daylight thing. And, and Daylight got raked over the coals for it. Mm. Um, but Daylight really introduced to hip hop uh, the skit, the in between skit. Oh, really? And sampling. Yeah, yeah, that was a Prince Paul thing. Uh, put yeah. sketches that that started basically kind of started with that album. Um, so it's a blessing and a oh, curse. Prince Paul, I forget the name of the album, but he's on the he, he has one of the first hip hop concept albums. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's Psycho, and there's that one, or there's the one about the um. It's, it's, it's like it was like a, it was. I remember it was one that like when I was because when I was like thirteen through like seventeen, I was obsessed with concept albums. I just loved them. They tell the whole story. <laughs> That was like wow, I literally just got a picture as to what you were as a child. Oh yeah, yeah. Alone? Was it alone? Was oh hell alone? yeah, uh, def- yeah, definitely <laughs> alone. That's why. That's that's why I know fun facts. That's why I know all these facts. Like, oh, did you know this happened and this happened. And it's like so. Like, I would legit like just for me. So wait. So name the concept. Don't even look. Like name your favorite. What were your favorite concept albums? Were they only rap or were you going across the board? Like, um, it are was we talking the, to Who's Tommy or are we talking? It was only rap, to be honest. It was okay. Uh, so then, what what are the rap concept albums? I Phantom by this guy Mr. Lift out of Boston. I, I like Mr. Lift. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I not, Phantom. Not, I don't know him, but I know who yeah, he is. Yeah. yeah. I Phantom was a great one. Uh-huh. Um, I would say a grand don't come for free by the streets. That one was just that's a great concept album. Again, the streets. <laughs> yeah, I know, but like I didn't like, but it was like so I take was that, that a concept the album? Yeah, it's the, the whole because the whole the whole thing is just like he loses his rent and he can't find his rent money and okay. he's trying to figure out where his rent money went and then it's mm-hmm. like he goes to a club, he sees his girlfriend they're like doing it they're doing whatever then like he finds his girlfriend cheated on him mm-hmm. and it's just like it's it, it, tells, it tells a very it's a very mundane story but it's like it was cool okay. uh then i liked man i oh. really wanted to like the streets more than i did it's it's because it's flow it's not really a flow it's just like so i take back the dvd go back to rc and it's just like shut stay like all right I, well that, i mean i could live with i mean i definitely live listen to enough brit pop that i'm yeah. totally fine with that but the music uh, was snoring. Uh, great one. Great album. Underrated. Uh-huh. Underrated artist. Even underrated. I'll go underrated group even. Uh Sticky Fingers, Black Trash. Okay. It's the this this album is such a great it's a great concert. It's like 20 songs long, and it's legit like it's this dude who's trying to be in the streets, gets into the streets, goes to jail. Comes out of jail, robs a robs a like robs a jewelry store. His friend dies in the in a high speed chase. Then he has to talk to God, be like, "Yo, why is my life like this?" God talks back to him. He goes he goes to trial, and in trial, Redman plays his lawyer. Rod Digger plays the uh, the DA. And when it's did like this come out. This came out, I think, two thousand. Okay, that sounds a lot like that Prince Paul record. Yeah. That's the it, it, that's 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 the shit and um yeah, American Gangster it's like loosely it's like I feel like that's like, American Gangster by Jay Z is loosely a concept album because it's kind of like here's a story of like you know a a drug here's a story of just yeah. like you know right right drug dealer oh Ghostface Killer uh Twelve Reasons to Die it came out two thousand thirteen okay I, you know, Ghostface has that. I think only, only of Cuban Links is a concept album if you think about it. 
Um, MF Doom, uh, Victor Vaughn, vaudeville villain, uh, Danger okay. Doom, MF right. Doom, MF Doom for I was yeah I was MF Doom. MF Doom is a concept album. Yeah, I exactly. Think we can all agree. Yep, KMD. I think we can all agree. You can all agree. But yeah, I was an MF Doom kid growing up. So that's that's so you say alone facts. MF Doom was just like that because he just did so many different concepts. Like oh, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be uh, a, a villain. I'm gonna be just a hustle. I'm gonna be a cartoon character. I'm gonna be a, a monster that fights Godzilla. Like he had all these different concepts, and it's just like I loved all that shit. Lupe Fiasco though, I feel like if it was if the, he was close to making like a he was close to making something legendary. Because his concept was so great, but it was like it was out of order. Because the whole song "Kick Push" was just really like that's like the that's the first song in the saga. Then it ends with the cool, which is the last song, but it was on the same album. But if you go back through like different mixtapes, different albums and stuff, it tells this whole cohesive story of a guy who starts selling drugs and then he becomes a legend. Then he dies. <laughs> Where are the happy concept albums? Isn't there a happy? <laughs> Are there no happy concepts? Isn't there anything? 88. That- all right. There's a guy named 88 Keys. Right. Actually, no, that's how that the album actually ended. That, end, that end sad, too. Holy shit. This album was just like, because like he, he was a producer that works with Kanye like a lot. He's one of those silent, I mean, he, made, he made an album where it's just like this guy who like wants to date somebody. He's single, so he tries to go out and date, gets put in the friend zone. Then he finally meets this other girl, gets excited when he meets her. But then he finds out she like burns him, and that's the end of the, that's the, end of the album. Oh, that doesn't sound great. Yeah, uh, that's not, that's not going to fly in this America. It's not. No, um, we ain't trying to. Ladies today ain't trying to hear you complain about the friend zone. Yeah, they could take your lumps. I this just was, don't like you. This was, no, this was, this was, be fine. You'll be fine. Yeah, this was this was this was oh this was oh eight oh nine. This is like the this was the beginning of like in, this was when incels became like oh we have when incels started believing they believe they had agency. It was this was the beginning. It was that it was that album. And I think like pickup oh, no, artists. Dude, I mean, incels in any way, shape, or form had um, agency. We just had a name for them. Late, only recently have we had a name for them. Before that, they were just dudes. Like many, I mean, so many rap or so many rock songs, so many pop songs are just about not being able to get with some girl that you like or just rolling up on some girl and expect, you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. been since the beat. Since they fucking plugged in a guitar, like that's been the case. <laughs> so, uh, so, but we now just have the technology and the um, yeah. vocabulary to just be like, "Oh, nigga, you an incel," and then keep and then be away from them. So now, you know. But you, I mean, yeah. that doesn't mean that if you put it, if you put your incel anthem to a very catchy melody, sure, I will still sing it. Yes, absolutely. I will still bang it, but I also will go, this guy's crazy, and then go into the hook. You know what I mean? Like I yeah, like I won't it won't stop because that's something that folks have to work through. Also, there are girl incels. Like there's oh, so yeah. much about it, but we now have the vocabulary to explain it. But before that, it was just pop. There were just love songs. Unrequited love, unfortunately, is just a lot of I'm trying to think of what's this girl turn around when I chase her. <laughs> you mean like like the way you make me feel by uh my Michael yeah, Jackson? Yeah, like, like all of those. Or like, oh, 
What's it called? Slow down by Bobby Bobby V. It's definitely that's definitely an insult anthem right there. It's just like she's running away. Like I saw you walking. All of them. Anything where it's like, um, you know, you you walked into this place and I saw you. Now I just got to try to get to know you. And hey, where you going, girl? My name's such and such. What's your name? Where do you live? Blah 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 blah. Like whoa, hey hey hey. Literally just trying to get my dry cleaning. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, I mean it's the backbone to a lot of songs. Yo, a lot of Bobby Valentino songs are just that, like just him chasing women. Well, yeah, Mrs. Officer, she's at work. (laughs) Oh my god! Also, can we talk about how Mrs. Officer is basically just a punderdome? It's nothing but puns. It's straight (laughs) up. It's straight up Lil Wayne doing like. Can you play that? Like absolute, like vaudevillian puns. It's so funny. This was my least. This like all right. I love this one because I don't like Lil Wayne, but I love this one because um, it's catchy. I say this. I say this knowing fully that he ends up becoming a weird, sick, dreaded Trump supporter. Carter Three, Lil Wayne is my least favorite Lil Wayne of all time. I hate but the I Carter mean, Three. That just, honestly, all, when people talk about Lil Wayne and where his albums rank, that liter- you literally sound like a water fountain to me because I don't know anything about it. I honestly only like two songs by Lil Wayne. This one and one that was produced by Pharrell. So really, I just like the beat. <laughs> oh, speaking of, speaking of concept albums, the Carter One and Carter Two are concepts because they start. They both start with like, hey, Welcome to like Carter Two was like welcome to the compound, welcome to my house, and he's break, he's he's walking you through his house, and it ends with him with you leaving his house. He's just walking through his house and he's telling you different stories about how he got all the stuff he has and who he is. Then you leave the house, which is like it's loosely a concept. It's not I mean, it's a concept. It's just boring. <laughs> <laughs> Are you telling me an album based on those Vogue seventy two question videos isn't a good? I know. Answer? Yo, I'm not gonna like I'm not like I'm not gonna oh, I'll say I'll say it's about Carter three too. He has a song called Dr. Carter. That's fine. Which yo, it's, it's a that's a that's a really good con. He's just, he just plays, it's him it's him being a doctor. <laughs> Which is funny in itself. Like, wait, what? And I, oh, and I just, I'm, in, I, I'm, in, I'm impressed. I just like you. I just like when rappers rap about shit that's like like they find ways to rap about different shit. Like I never, you ever hear a rapper talk about like like talk like he's a doctor or hear or hear Red Man be a lawyer? It's just like word. You're like using this art form in other ways. You can, you're like painting different visuals and not just like the same shit we always see. Now I, I like, so, but is he is he talking about it in like practical ways? Like yo, I went to school for four extra years, or is he talking about it like I'm a doctor because I can get all up in them guts? Nah, it's a, he's like. <laughs> Because <laughs> that's different. Because then he's just using not, the way he's using. It's not. Like, it's, ne- it's, it's neither. Not that. It's not that. It's not that. <laughs> I mean, Although I'm writing that song right now. <laughs> yeah, right there, right I mean, there. Because like this, like Mrs. Officer is him hollering at a cop. Yeah. And it's just like I mean, it's just like him talking about sex as you you know whatever. But this song, the the patient that he's trying to save is hip hop. And so it's all the th- it's all the things that he's doing to save hip hop. Okay, all right. Yeah. So then it, that's the concept. Yeah, Great. The concept. I, I would have preferred him talking about exams and being an intern and then <laughs> you know, four more years, I'm gonna get that degree. <laughs> <laughs> but oh. I mean, 
All right, if it's he's saving hip hop, fine. I yeah. used to love her too. I get it. I get it. <laughs> Another great concept song. I like. I like see what I'm saying? That, that that kind of shit. I like that. Or like when rappers do that thing where like they would rap with them, they would rap talking to themselves. Like DMX on uh, "Stop Being Greedy," or a comment. No, no, Ti and Ti versus Tip. Just like let me like Ti versus Tip is one of my favorite songs ever because he was just like it's just him just being like. Hey, what's your problem, TIP? Like, yeah, this is your problem. It's like the two sides of himself. I just like that. Mm-hmm. He, tried, he, tried, he tried to make it an album, like the whole thing of like, these are the TI songs, which are like, you know, the pop hits and the tip hits are all like the street songs. It just, it just didn't work. Yeah, Sweat and Suit by Nelly. <laughs> oh, yeah, Sweat and Suit. I remember I, want, I wanted to like that album so bad, but I was like, what the fuck? Like, I, I wanted to. I will go on every record as saying I do not like Nelly, but I also will go on every record as saying there are people that I truly abhor, absolutely hate, and they always have at least two, at least two songs that I like. Yeah. Um, what are your two yeah. Nelly songs? Um, they're probably uh, "Hot in Here" mm-hmm. and um, uh, "Flap Your Wings," and again, that's because of the Neptune's production. It always ends up being, yeah. oh, it's because of the Neptune production with a lot of that. But for the most part, I truly have no time for Nelly. I just pr- immediately was just like, nah, this ain't for me. This is, he, this he is was, not my ministry. He was my favorite <laughs> rapper for a good year and a half. I mean, I had a Nelly, po- I had a Nelly poster in my room, I had a Nelly poster in my room. And I remember like it was it was next to my bed. Like I'm going to have all these rap posters. But it was the only one I had. And I remember one day I woke up and I was looking at it and the poster was, I was at the angle was looking right back at me. And I was just like, why is Nelly looking at me like that? <laughs> and I took it down immediately. Okay. Well, that actually sounds like a battle within you. Exactly. It was like, I don't know. I don't know what Nelly had to do with that. That sounds a little more like some, a discussion you had to have. Yeah. Like, yourself. Yeah, Nelly was merely the catalyst. Yeah, it was. I was like, why is it? Why is he? Because I, I realized in the moment, I was like, oh, this is, this is, I feel, I don't like being stared at. Like, this is uncomfortable. I think, I think also, I was like 12, 13. So, you know, I'm just freshly, I'm just new to like the whole like puberty thing. I was like, I don't want to be seen. I'm new to the, hey, everybody, I'm new to this puberty thing. What happened? Where's the paperwork? I got a sign. Oh, shit, I got a. I got announces that I'm new to this puberty thing. I do apparently your health class. Like, hey guys, hey, what's up? I have a whole. I, have I a go full... to find out why hair is growing there. <laughs> yeah, I, have, I, have a, I have a full beard and like in fourteen. Does anybody, does anybody help me with that? Hi guys, I just moved here to puberty. Uh, just checking out what's going on. Exactly, yeah, just that. uncomfortable. Like, oh god. But, but what were your favorite concept albums? I don't. I don't know. I never pay attention to the concepts. You said, but you said because you said before, like I, I was exclusively hip hop. But like, are there like I never heard concept albums outside of hip hop. I never like actually tried. Oh well, I mean, one of the best ones was the one that I mentioned, um, "Tommy" by The Who, which is about a young deaf, uh, deaf, dumb, and blind kid who plays pinball. And I think that's in the. I think there's a song called "Pinball, pinball Wizard." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it's about. Um, uh, that's a whole thing. And I guess, um, you know, the wall, I guess, by, oh, by Pink Floyd is also. Yeah, that's a concept uh, album. I think. Uh, I mean, um, I feel like that one and maybe. Well, no, 
I don't know if that other one was a concept album or people just tried to make it into one by being high and per- turning on a black light. But uh, <laughs> the wall was for sure. But yeah, I mean, they made like, it. They made it. Made, they made a movie for the wall. I remember that. Yeah. 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 At the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, um, right. But uh, yeah, I mean, like, I don't. I honestly, I am slow to pick up on concepts. Yeah, I, uh, I'm just kind of like, well, I'm sure they're doing a thing here, but I like this song, this song, this song, and this song. So, um, or I will make up a concept for the album, uh, just based on whatever it is I've heard and what my brain is like. Oh, I bet this is when he. So, Justin Timberlake's Future Sex Love Sounds to me is a concept record. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's because it's right after the breakup, uh, you know, with Britney. So it's him, a night on the town with him. So uh, Future Sex Love Sound is him getting dressed. Uh, Sexy Back is him getting in the car and driving. Um, Let's see, what's after that? Maybe My Love is after that. That's him at the first club trying to... You holler at girls, <laughs> and he's like, uh, it's, at, some it's, point, it's like, at some point, he meets up with Timbaland or whatever. Yeah, uh, Cigar, yeah. And, he sees his ex somewhere. Uh, opens, that's what, what goes around comes around. Yeah, he, um, the love stoned one is him dancing with a girl and then her just like kind of walking away. So then that coda right at the end of Love Stone, where it sounds actually very melancholy and sad, is my favorite, probably my favorite part of the album. And it's also him kind of, uh, like, cause he danced with the girl, the girl's like, thank you. And left. And he's like, but I love you because yeah. he's heartbroken and he doesn't yes. know what's going on. So now he's just sitting there like, I think she, she knows I'm love stoned or whatever. And, uh, I think that she knows and all that shit. It's a very melancholy, sad part. Um, huh. and then there's like, what goes around, comes around. Maybe he saw his girl out like in a parking lot of a grocery store. Uh, fighting with her dude and you know whatever all of these things then they meet up with 36 mafia they go party in there um at the end of that one they go party in their mansion for a little while where he's trying to holler at a girl uh there's a whole he falls in love with various women throughout the course of this one night and then it ends with him singing a sad song written by brian mcknight about the breakup that made him go out to try and forget her in the mm, first place i like that um and- yeah, like, and then like, whatever the gospely one is him, like you know, barfing into the toilet because he, like, oh god, because uh. <laughs> he had too much of whatever it was they were doing. <laughs> so this is the concept I came up with for that record. Now that's, no, that's that uh, makes now, sense. Justin that's Timberlake solid. has yes. yet to respond to any of my emails or phone calls to tell me if I'm correct. Um, Justin, come to the show. We want, yeah, we want Justin. You, you know, let's we'll see. We'll bring see. it to the red table here. We'll figure <laughs> yeah. it out. Mm, mm, mm. 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 Yeah, we'll all just sit mm. around and. Mm. and mm. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The name of the show is just. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's it. Or I come up with, but mostly, I mean, I just uh, respond. I I don't come up with like a whole story thing. I re- or the story is within each song instead yeah. of a whole long thing because. I mean, um, more often than not, I'm responding to each song than a whole record. There are I mean, whole albums that I love, but even albums that I love, I still skip a, a song or two. Yeah, I, I do. I do the same. Mm-hmm. Um, I like what I've been like to do lately is just like before I see a con- like with concepts and stuff. I like to see the artists talk about. Let's see, I like to listen to listen to the album, right? Pick up my favorites, then hear the artists talk about what the album means to them or what they see it as. Mm-hmm. And that changes how I can I, I go back like oh this is what they were thinking here here and here, and hearing you talk about Justin Timberlake's album 
and just saying my love and just him being in the club for the first time it's just like that song is kind of over like it's kind of overwhelming like this the video is super bright right and it's, uh-huh. it's like it's like it's like a movie you're just like what is that like it's your also, first time stepping I out should, like, what is happening? i should probably mention that for that particular album Within uh, a 12-month period, I saw him perform it three times. I saw mm. the tour. I saw the actual tour for it twice. It came through Atlanta twice, and then before the album came out, he did some sort of secret show in a couple of cities, and Atlanta was one of them. And I was like, "Well, I guess maybe I'll see whatever it is he's talking about," because I enjoyed Justified so much. So I really took like a crap. Like I really went to graduate school with this album, mm. <laughs> and it's probably the only one where I'm just like, "Oh yeah, no, I've built a whole thing around it's. It's solid. It's it's you know leak proof. Uh, you definitely and um, uh, you know what can you youth." <laughs> yeah, I feel you. you but I like, that's I like, what you do. But that's 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 what makes music better to me sometimes. Versus just like, because I, I was listening to what you call it, the new future little Uzi Vert album that dropped today, and it was it's fine. It's fine. It's if you know if if you heard one future song, you've heard this album. But it was just like, what's the story behind? Why did you like? I want to know why did you make this? Like why? Not just oh, we were in the studio. No, like what? made you want to make this and so a lot of music now is it's just like they're making it just to make it so it's like you're, you're making songs i can listen to in the back of instagram videos take myself look cool to impress the one or two girls i want that are, are following that's not that's not you sound I angry you sound angry at new music not necessarily new way- music yeah, you were just like, like why why are you doing yeah that? exactly why like exactly you, but but why do you distrust them because like i like when it because I, I have I have futures the future albums that I love and it's just like you hear him talk about it you hear him like explain what's going on it's just like all right he's like future to me that's his best one it's like he's building a portrait of who he is and what he's about and the well, thing got it now by now right yeah we got it now it's <laughs> just, yeah. <laughs> exactly exactly he so it's just seem like, to be I mean I only say that because he doesn't seem to be making any changes to him yeah that that's and so but I mean I mean like do you ever rather than question why do you ever are you questioning because you don't like it or are you and if you don't like it has it occurred to you to just leave it because if i'm listening to something and i don't like it i'm just like i guess this isn't for me and the i right now you're kind of on the precipice because i i remember being where you were where you're just like why would you do this why would you do this to this or that kind of music why is this popular blah 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 and then there comes a point where you go oh this isn't for me for me that was soldier boy when soldier boy first came out i wanted to be angry because i was like where is rap going but then i was like oh this shit ain't for me this is for the children and i wasn't even like super old i was like 30s mid 30s but i was just like oh this isn't for me anymore and then you Um, can keep it moving and now a weight has been lifted i it's it's for me it's a thing of just like i go through this phase a lot where it's just like the first time i hear an album i don't like it but then the second or third time i hear it <laughs> right the second or third time maybe it's like the maybe the parameters are different i'm in a different mm-hmm. space like for example everyone was talking about benny the butcher's new album right which is great which is amazing but the first time i heard it i was like oh this is cool i guess but then i'd hear it in different circumstances different places and i was like oh i understand this like i have to I can't just say I don't like something. I have to understand why exactly I don't like it. I so mean, I don't sometimes like- you can just not like it. But, yeah. I mean, it's probably good to at least give it some sort of chance first if you care. Or yeah. if you think people care why 
you feel or like if it's for yourself, like, why don't I like this? And I guess that's fine. But you also can. I'm big on revisiting years later. I'm big yeah, on revisiting the times. years later because maybe I'm not in a like within this, you know, few block of months. Maybe I'm not going to be hearing things the way that they intended or the way that I should be. So I have no problem with if there's something that it's from someone that I'm interested in and their work and they've proven they've uh, have a history with me uh, of get of getting somewhere of getting it. I have a history of just like really enjoying them. Um, then I will come back to it. And I mean, like there are there are some groups who I've loved for a long time and I'm very quick to just kind of drop off at yeah. a certain point where I'm like, oh, OK, well. I just wasn't I had moved on in my life and was listening to a different kind of thing and whatever they were doing didn't move in that direction or it moved in some direction I wasn't following. But, you know, it's been 20 years. Let me go back to that thing and oh, see wow. what if I hear it now. And sometimes I do and then sometimes I don't. And I'm like, all right, well, then that's just not an album I like. But I mean, I I would say don't feel the pressure to like it right away i mean it just because it, there's so much stuff there's yeah. no need to like really like all right well i didn't like it but i'm going to give it another chance like if you want to for sure and if you still don't you can always come back to it much later do you know yeah. what i mean there's a lot of shit going on right now that may keep you from liking some stuff because whatever it is that they are doing is not necessarily what you're feeling right now exactly so and that was especially to me especially party jams right now oh yeah that really that was your party jams that was literally that's what that's what got me irritated and yeah was, i'm like i can't party it was now. like it was the lack of acknowledge like i hate this is like i really do not like when rappers or whoever make party jams or whatever songs where they're flexing right and they're using like current like I don't want to. I don't want to hear if a rapper is rapping about PS fives and hasn't mentioned coronavirus one time. You're just a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> like you, so, 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 so you, so you want, so you, like you know, you know what's happening you right now. You know what's happening right now, but, <laughs> but you're you, not. But you're not going to talk about all of the stuff that's yeah, happening right like, now. It's ve- It would be very easy to slip in like a funny little line about you know about anything having to do with COVID while also talking about. PlayStation yeah, exactly. 5. You know I what saw, I mean? Yeah, exactly. I saw like many Con- things rhyme with test. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's yes. But fucking Con- on Conway the Machines album, right? He has a line or somebody has a line where it's just like, my young boy will shoot you in a COVID mask. And I was like, okay. Like you're that's like that's he's that being for, safe. Yeah, you're, you're being safe. He's being safe, but you're also being like you are like you're re- you are reading the room. Yeah, I need I I um I don't know. I need just I, I I yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I necessarily need you to be as to the moment necessarily, but just capture kind of the feel. If you're feeling malaise, you know, don't don't then give churn out what you had been doing before all of this. Cuz this has been going on for a long time. And if you're saying you're coming yeah. out of this shit unscathed, I don't believe you. You need more people. <laughs> uh like exactly. <laughs> like that's impossible. <laughs> I am, you know, I'm a nobody in the entertainment world and I'm like, I'm having <laughs> trouble coming up with dick jokes right now." <laughs> right. So, <laughs> like, I uh, yeah, you certainly someone is having a hard time with 
music oh, yeah. and that's to or some people are thriving in the um and just being solitary right now like let me tell you something james but the two people who have gotten me through this james blake and andrew bird are the two artists that have mm. really got me through this uh this covidian time thing and james blake is fucking thriving he mm. did ig lives where he was just doing covers because he's like i mean i'm in my house yeah this piano let's just do that so then that came from a thing he put out an ep uh, like a month ago that was really great and one of them is like a house jam and he even said i know it's ironic to put out like a four on the floor house jam when we like, can't leave the house but it's this. I, that's, it's, that's like, mean uh, of me but that's what i was feeling and i guess like, i like acknowledging I, I, yeah that's, yeah that's that's all I like like the album that i've liked I, I i haven't listened to it that many times in, in a while but like the impact of it and it i still remember i think about it like every day at least tame and paul's new album from this year yeah Oh my! It, it, but it it literally it dropped what in February? Yeah, and mm-hmm. it captures the whole feeling of what this year is. I you know to me what captures the whole feeling of this year? King Cruel, which also dropped this year. I don't know if you ever listened to that dude. Nah. I highly recommend him. He's a British guy. He sounds kind of for anyone who's listening and knows who Billy Bragg is. He sounds like that, but over like um. Over, we play like, some old shit? school, yeah. Like, um, look up uh, "Stoned Again" by King Cruel. Uh, he put out a record called "To the Moon," I think, and um, it's it's kind of dark, but it's still beat driven. But some oh, of right. it is just him with a guitar, but he has a very distinct sound. King Cruel was also the name of um. I'm pretty sure that was the name of the the main bad guy from donkey kong country i wouldn't be surprised that's <laughs> if that's where he got it from and there. that donkey game, kong country yeah donkey kong country it came out well like in the 90s scared the shit out of me what do you mean country as in like what it was said in alabama yeah <laughs> <laughs> don't mess with me nick <laughs> just this monkey with straw in his mouth throwing actual yeah. horses at these two italian dudes <laughs> yeah like oh uh, yeah <laughs> We don't like your kind around these bars. You fellers seem to be lost. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to make a pizza. <laughs> pizza. Oh, Why don't you God. just find your way back down that tube Dude. you came up? <laughs> <laughs> take your mushrooms with you. Your princess oh, ain't God. your princess ain't in this castle. Princess ain't in this castle, boy. Say boy, your princess is <laughs> in this castle. <laughs> <laughs> right neck, right Donkey Kong. What's your name, Luigi? <laughs> Mario. Mario and Luigi. You got a last. You got a last name. Is Mario? Your name is Mario. Yeah, Mario. Mario. <laughs> yeah I want Mike Judge to make this uh, <laughs> Donkey Kong show. How old are you? You're thirty. The princess is fifteen. Well, she's too old for you. Like. Uh. <laughs> In real life, Princess Peach is like 16. It's gross. But uh, why does she have an age? Why do any of these characters have what? anything other than names and color schemes? Because, all right. I was, no, I was, you, I was, just, I, you literally just took the lid off of something. And I just want to put the lid back. I don't even yeah. want to know. You know what I mean? Look, we were just trying to get the Atari to work. That's all. That's literally all Yo. we had. We had four choices we had Space Invaders, Pac Man. Donkey Kong and Frogger. Now y'all done put a fucking underage. Like, look, we were just trying to have fun. 
Oh, Mario was Mario, playing, Mario, oh. playing Kong or Pong one or of the, One of the first jokes I ever wrote was about Super Mario Brothers and how Super Mario, like, the story behind it is, like, it's like a Greek tragedy because it's a guy whose woman is, whose woman, whose woman is stolen by uh, a, a king. So the guy to get revenge travels from world to world and kills all of the the all of the uh the king's children to find his woman that's fucked up <laughs> and somewhere it, in the middle of that they're like yeah make the princess 16 yeah yeah the princess is 16 like yeah, yeah so it's like it's already they're already going they're going they're going they already went to hell with that shit also also the fucking mario himself was based off of a plumber that came to the dude's house He's like, oh, he'd be a fun, he'd be a fun character. So he just made like this racist caricature of like an Italian. Like, oh yeah, that, that works. They're plovers. He says, "Mamma mia!" <laughs> imagine if you imagine. If, imagine I was gonna if, say it's not that written, but when you say he says, "Mamma mia," <laughs> imagine right, if he was imagine, imagine if he was imagine if he was black. His name was like Marcus, and he said, "God damn!" He's like, like, All right, I got it. We can't, we can't, we can't play this. We can't. No, play I this. want that game. <laughs> I want Super Marcus Brothers. <laughs> Super Marcus Brothers. <laughs> God damn! But I also feel like the princess will be just talking shit to him the whole time. Like, what's up, nigga? You can't climb all these damn ladders. Oh, for sure. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see you. <laughs> I don't whatever, know, I, I, you there with your little fireball or whatever. Yeah, it's right. Cool. <laughs> Bowser got three castles, so it's, yo, I don't know what you're doing. I just pictured the nigga from Wayne Huxella, like, you raggedy bitch. <laughs> That's how that's how Marcus is like, yeah, he got the vest on. Just let the vest with no shirt. <laughs> Princess Peach, you raggedy. <laughs> I'm gonna come see you. Oh my god. Oh, either that or a waiting to exhale video game. I'll take <laughs> Super Mario. Set the, set the car. Set the car on fire. Oh you gotta set God. the car on fire. You gotta walk away from get, uh, Gregory Hines and make sure he's not watching. <laughs> <laughs> he's, uh, he's watching. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that is dreadful. I'll play it, but it's yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll play. I'll play. I'll play both of those. Sadly, not well. But. Um, I've been listening. I've been listening to the song, but it does. It does have like a dark tone to it. It kind of has like a. I think the word is foreboding. Like some shit's gonna. Like some shit mm-hmm. is not. It's not shit. That's not shit is gonna happen. Shit is currently well, happening. That's, that's my default setting is foreboding uh, music because I'm a. Uh, I came of age musically during trip hop, so oh, yeah. like I put on Portishead to chill. Mm. <laughs> literally sounds like if uh, a team of james bonds were coming to romance you and then kill you like i and i i love that i love that that's how i relax mm. um but i mean if you listen to it with a different set of ears it's like this is sad shit I'm yeah like, it is it is kind of sad and yet you know uh all these years later, uh, Schoolboy Q made it his whole aesthetic. 
Yeah, he <laughs> did. The first record. I think he, if he didn't sample one of the songs, he, he sampled days. the vibe. Da, 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 da. But well, like, well, but well, yeah, like, yeah, so that's my like, shit. That was my definitely shit. Definitely a dark, uh, there's definitely a dark tone. Yeah. Um, and also, who else? Uh, Tyler, the creator, I think, also uh, talked about listening to a lot of Portishead and like, um, you talk about stuff and like, yeah. uh, that darkness. So I'm down with that darkness and I can't see how. Uh, there wouldn't be a glut of dark music yeah. after all of this. And I, exactly. I, for one, am here for it. I will take the vaccine so that I can hear how young people deal with this musically. Yeah. I, I want to be around to hear what they're Yes, doing. same here. Tyler, and Tyler, the creator, when we talk about sampling, we talk about like inspirations. That's a guy who's literally like, you talked about albums that I can hear and be like, oh, I can hear like the touches from other places. Tyler, the creator, <laughs> has been making in search of for the past like four yeah, albums he absolutely he absolutely has when i heard you know what he is he is the bridge of nerd and neptune songs yes. taken to like with a left turn that's what he is he takes those bridges and then he builds them out a bit yeah and so that I, yeah I love absolutely like, and those are some of the best bridges uh out there i'm all i love a bridge in a song take mm. me to the bridge every time <laughs> um and, and he, they have great because they're also a little off kilter and in a key that i'm like i don't even know if this is compatible with what's been going on mm. at all and then it just bobs back to what it was but um tyler builds songs within those bridges and yeah. uh and it's it's great to hear and I've, I'm a big listen, fan of it. Yeah, listening to him talk about music is always is, is also just like a joy. Like I like artists you can listen to talk about their music, and it's just like they. It's not like there's there's an ego there, obviously, because like they're they, they make music, but it's like there's just like this passion and love of just like the craft. Like I, I remember hearing him talk about what's called Flower Boy, and he had an interview with uh, what's his name, the L.A. comic who what's his, he had his he had a special at the at the comedy store, black dude. Super skinny, Gerard, Gerard Carmichael. Gerard, Gerard Carmichael. Oh, they oh, did like did he in there. Yeah, he didn't. Is he, he super didn't. skinny. Okay, <laughs> so, like, he's a like, lanky, lanky guy. But um, all right, <laughs> he's sitting there with Tyler and like they're talking and he's asking questions about this album. Tyler is just like, yo, honestly, I was in the crib one day and I was like, I want to make an album where I rap the least amount. And he gave himself a challenge, and then from there he started building. He's like, I reference this and that, and it's like I just like. See, I like that shit. Like it's like, oh, oh right, yeah, even like track from the you can track from uh through his albums where he made these really pretty songs and the most recent one was pretty much mostly those pretty songs. Yeah. Um weirdly enough, it's the one I like the least because I need a few more shots of asshole Tyler in it. Yes, to asshole Tyler was the shit. To- counteract some of the pretty because the pretty is nice, but I honestly still need him to be like who that boy who who that is you know i still need that in there and uh and this was just full-on pretty tyler and it's nice but i still i kind of occasionally still need and i mean you know i struggled over liking him to begin with also i like cherry bomb and apparently i remember their Tyler conversation of like which uh which of the albums and i was just like i don't even i'm not even going to chime in because no one has mentioned cherry bomb and i also was great. I also have a history of liking the one that nobody likes, like my favorite Kanye is Jesus or whatever. You know, like yeah. I'm just going, I'm just going to keep my mouth shut and not say anything because I don't, yeah, I don't want it with Cherry Bomb. I want when I heard in when I heard in search of 
I heard search up for real, for real. I was like, I was. Did all like, of that make sense? It all made yeah. perfect sense. Yeah, and that's uh-huh. and people didn't like if you didn't like Cherry Bomb, it's like then you don't get because Tyler for years before that he would not shut up about NERD and how much it meant to him. So it's just like, mm-hmm. yes, this 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 album came from that, and that album is the first time he's like, all right, now I'm gonna really branch off and like start th- this whole journey where he's at right now. I feel like Cherry Bomb is like the true start of that shit where it's like okay yeah i've cemented myself as an artist then he starts to challenge like he he tries to actively challenge himself like instead of, he, he yeah. could have he could he could have made another like wolf or another goblin if he really wanted to and it would have sold but he was like i'm gonna take a risk and like you know do some shit that i really want to do and i like seeing artists do shit like that like or on the flip side i like seeing artists just like care like like Ty Dolla Sign, I think some of his music is very like basic. Some of like the, I think content wise, it's just like I don't need to hear that. But like watching him talk, like that dude cares about every single note to a song. Mm. He's like, I had to get this piano player. I had to get this person. I had to get this person from this person's band. I had to play like it's like he can play all the instruments. He's like, I had to get people that were the best at their craft to build this thing. Right. And it's like, and like, it's still forgettable. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, <laughs> I'm just kidding, Mr. Dollar Sign. No, 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 yeah. It's a tie. Bless, <laughs> bless your heart that you were out here yeah. following your dream. Exactly. No one's but, remembering my shit either. It's totally yeah. fair. But that that Tame Impala, though, they have a song on track. Um, yeah, no, on track is probably my favorite one. Just because just, that is an ode to, that is what anybody who is approaching 50, or no, no, the one that everyone's approaching 50 is the other one. Um, no, on track, maybe is that one is like track. I open the door. I let no, that's the one. Like, uh, I know I, I know I said I was on track before, but yeah. no, but for real, though, yeah, yeah, exactly. No, it's I like, really you know, yeah, but there's, I know there's the one about just like, um, uh, maybe I, maybe I shouldn't be doing this anymore. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's one like you, you know, you got an old person's needs, maybe you shouldn't, be. <laughs> maybe you shouldn't be. Out is it dancing. posthumous forgiveness? No, it's after on track, I think. Lost in yesterday? No, what's after that? Is it true? It might be no, it might be time. It might be time. It might be time to hang it up. It's literally the theme oh, of that, that song. Oh and I was God. like, okay, I mean, I damn Kevin, you didn't have to call me out like that. You could have just <laughs> at me, but no, um that shit, man. This album Yeah, was, on track is good. Yeah, it's a good, it's it's a good record. Yeah, and because I remember I was I was listening, I was listening to it when it came out, just being like, oh, I feel this just like I was up at like three in the morning and being like, okay. My unemployment's gonna run out soon. I gotta find like a real job. I thought like I had this idea of like, all right, I'm gonna lose my job, and then in the next like six, seven months, comedy's just gonna work out. That's what I, I, that was. That was a, a true belief I had. And then I was like, I was like, oh well, this isn't where I'm expecting to be. And then this album just came out, and it was just kind of just like, all right, we're just, dude, it's okay. This is what we all go through. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh. You honestly have to have that moment, but it also yeah. makes me laugh to just, oh, I guess this is life. Yeah, this nigga, is life. it's life. It's life. <laughs> I'm, I'm that person who truly looks like they should be sympathetic, but instead I'm just like, yeah, motherfucker, what do you, what do you expect? But I'm also kind of in the middle of it too. So yeah. I get it. I totally get it. Yeah. It's, uh, but this, and this album, I think is like, I, I would try to explain, I try to explain that feeling to people and they'd be like, dude, talking to two young people. Yeah, but like, what the fuck are you talking about? But you didn't you like like you're around this and that. It's like no, you don't you don't get it. And then this year happened, and people are just like this album is like reflected that. That's like that feeling that we all feel 
that everyone globally feels like we all felt that before this like shit we're not moving the way we want to move things are halted what the fuck like that's the world now and it's like i'm used to this at this point yeah well i mean sure i mean it's a very it's a very sadly optimistic song also i think he said it's his attempt at writing like a big stadium song and i just it just makes me chuckle to think of a stadium full of people singing super sad songs (laughs) you know what i mean like i love i love the idea of it i love songs that sonically are kind of bright um but the lyrics are sad or or songs that are like actually very melancholy there's an element of it that's super melancholy and people don't people don't seem to pick up on it because there's a good beat behind it oh like hey uh are you listening? Well, Hey Ya is like the first one where the song is super happy, but the lyrics are sad. Return of the Mac. Mean, like, but I mean, like, um, uh, Return of the Pumped Mac up is kicks. kind of sad. Pumped Up Kicks. Uh, love Fool by the Cardigans. That poor lovesick woman. <laughs> like, praying for this dude to just... That's the saddest thing in the world. Fucking... Um, uh, single ladies by Beyonce is one of yeah, the we, saddest songs I've ever sounds, heard. Yeah, that, that was that was it. Yeah, um, sad ass baseline. Like, yeah, yeah, I just love that kind of stuff. Yo, I I watched the like what my favorite thing on YouTube now to just to type in what happened to and put in any artist I haven't seen in a while. That what happened to Mark Morrison, right? Mm-hmm. He wrote. I was like, the song is sad as shit. Why is it so sad? And like, he wrote that song in jail. <laughs> I, was like, I was like wait mark morrison was in jail and it was like yeah turns out in in the uk mark okay. morrison kept going he, he went to he was going to jail a lot well then that actually explains a lot about the song mm-hmm. yeah he's like yeah, this, is the, this is my comeback because this is this i'm about to get out of jail how many I, times did he have to sing that i was gonna say out? how many times did he play that <laughs> song as he's the getting in the car again like, oh. With his bag of shit. What a sad thing to have to write a song to sing to yourself as you are being released for the third time. That, like, I even, right, now I need a theme song. That opening note sounds so much more like lament. <laughs> literally just the rain hitting his face because he's been freed. <laughs> he's got oh. the Andy Dufresne <laughs> And now it's in like Google Voice commercials. Like, hey, you want to oh, buy a man. <laughs> Oh, like, God, that's so great. But that's like that's 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 the power of music, you know. People, like, some people, they like, like your pain or whatever. It sounds like beauty to other people. Like that, that shit is so positive. I mean, if you put enough dancing girls in the video, anyone's pain can be beauty. True. And that is actually what I want on my tombstone. Thanks, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I like. That's I used to listen to. I, I listened to like I remember when Chris Brown dropped like his 50 song album, and I listened to it because I had nothing else to do. And we I remember to I, a hobby. I no, had just to, kidding. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah but anyway, a hobby. I got this. But anyway, uh, I got to this point where it's like every song kind of. It, after a while, they all kind of blend together because it's, it's mad songs. But I got to a point where it's like you hear one song where you're just like, "Yeah, I am a bad person. I am a bad person. I don't mm-hmm. like women. I don't like myself. I get mad people for liking me. I am. You know, I am a train wreck. Don't be anywhere around me." 
And I was just like, how do people mi- like how are people missing how much this man hates himself? Um, because no one's really paying attention to him. Also, yeah. it took him a while to get to that. <laughs> it did. So like, it didn't. It did. But it took it took thirty songs for him to be like to see. Yeah, it's like he snuck this one and just like, yeah, I might die. I'm like, I'm like really just the bad. I'm like, I'm just unsalvageable. <laughs> like, uh, well, maybe most people were like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we know. I mean, Chris, we're still bumping this or whatever, but Chris Brown fans do not. No, no, they don't. They don't. They don't. Like you can try to be. That's like, why he's sell. That's why he's telling them. Yeah, like please. <laughs> like, so the rest of know. us. Are, <laughs> I feel like I need to say this to you because like, Yo, y'all don't seem to be listening to anybody else. <laughs> so let me just say. Let me just say, like, no, like I'm not. I'm a bad person, but no, you're not. You did a backflip on beat to March. Like that's not what makes you a good person. <laughs> Like you, you go online right now. You look up any Chris Brown is toxic tweet. Somebody's like, "Hey, but he can, but he's one of the greatest dancers of all time." It's like, no, that's not. Just accept that he's bad, right? If your fan base can accept that he's evil, then it's like I feel like I'd be a little bit more comfortable listening to his music because the problem is, is like he's like he does bad shit. But if you want to go to a concert or whatever, you gotta be surrounded by people who don't care that he does bad shit, and now you're one of those people. Yeah, you just don't see him in concert, and you yeah. put on private session, and then you listen to your playlist. Yeah, I was to him do the song "Add Me In." When and then you, and then you eat your Chick Fil A, and then you wear your <laughs> Michael Vick jersey, and then you just you watch your Louis C.K. <laughs> special. Yeah, and, you know like, I mean? right. and then you just you turn all the lights down low. You close all your curtains, your blackout curtains. Nobody sees what you're doing. You just have a. A terrible, terrible weekend I feel that like you love. So that feeds your soul, sadly. Yeah, you, it's, it's so. you still love the stuff, but you're like, oh well. I'm thinking, I'm, th- I'm thinking about that, and it's like I would rather get caught watching porn than caught like wearing like a Vic jersey, watching like a Louis C.K. special, and listening to R. Kelly at the same time. Like, I'd rather get caught <laughs> watch in the middle of watching porn, like uh, versus like, wait, you still enjoy these people that we canceled? Like, sorry, I, this is just. And what if it was a porn with all those people in it? Well, you, you got. Well, you gotta watch that. <laughs> you, you'd be you'd be crazy. It's yeah. somebody's like, yo, it's a it's porn a where Michael Vick beauty. is where Michael Vick is fucking Louis C.K. Like we were like, yeah, like wait, what? <laughs> I can't not see that. <laughs> the Chris Brown dances in. So I was like, oh, that's like I'm not even gay, but that has like you can't, you can't not be a part for of the a, human experience for a limited time on Quibi. That would have saved Quibi. If they were doing celebrity sex tapes, oh Oh my god! Yeah, that's just a Quibi is just enough time for a celebrity sex tape. Yeah, it's (laughs) just enough time to watch a sex tape and for you to be like, oh, and like obscure ones that that like vivid and all of them aren't fighting for. Like we got (laughs) Meredith Vieira, (laughs) Timothy Oliphant. Oh shit! (laughs) Oh shit! Oh Jesus! Would totally watch that Meredith Vieira joint though. That bitch is wild. Don't Yo, let. I watched her. I watched a clip of her flirting with like uh, some like army dude when she was hosting. Um, uh, who wants to be a millionaire? Uh huh. She she she's about it. She, yeah, she a wild one. She, she a wild one. Absolutely. Mm-mm. Nah. Yeah, I was that like, bitch is out here, Meredith. <laughs> Excuse me, (laughs) Meredith. (laughs) Miss Vieira. (laughs) I've never seen you like this. (laughs) Oh my god. You're doing doing a lot. 
It's three o'clock in the afternoon, Miss Vera. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to leave because I have to eat. Yeah, I got I got to eat. My stomach started growling. My stomach started growling. I was like, I gotta do something. No, I have to eat. I'm on a very strict schedule. Also, yeah. my cat has been very chill for a long time, and I don't think that's going to last for much longer. She mm. just opened one eye like. Uh, <laughs> <talk>. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> Wrap it up. Wrap it. Yeah, I'm like, okay, no, Yo, you're right. You're right. Shaleo, thanks again for being on the show. We really thanks appreciate for having me. Yeah, this is yeah, of course. It's always a pleasure. You can always whenever come back whenever you want. We don't give a <laughs> okay. sh- I don't give a shit. Like this is this is this is this is great. But uh thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for enjoying the show. And we'll see you guys soon. Peace. What's up with you? What's going on? Let him know he'll prescribe you a song. Turn the volume up. I suggest you to run this live request. Welcome to Brain Machine Network. Dot com.